and they've introduced me, but I just wanted to just wanted to say that, you know, in high school, I had two great achievements. The first one was when I was playing for the high school soccer team, and we won the KFC soccer competition. Are you guys familiar with that? Under 17. The second one, well, I won it a few times. My teacher in high school, Mrs. Steele, she said, you know, you've got, you've got the gift of public speaking. You should enter the speech competition. And I won the speech competition in high school twice. I came second once. And one of the times that I won it, I won the unprepared speech competition. And then moving on, I decided to use that. And I said, you know, if communicating is my talent, if, if that's my attribute, then I should study something related to communications. So that's why I did public relations. You know, I went back to my parents. I said, you know, Dad, my dad is used to get like straight A's in science and maths and, you know. I said, Dad, I'm going to be doing public relations. Oh, he said, no, good luck on public relations. Yeah? What's that? It's how you create relationships with the public. Okay. You see, my dad was a, was a, was a journalist. He still is. His name is Sam Ditejo. Please give him a round of applause. Now, Sam Ditejo is a political activist. And he used to use the media in order to affect social change. So besides the fact that I felt that communicating was one of my strong points, I was using the fact that the Ditejo family name was known by editors across the globe. So that's what I call brand positioning. So I didn't start from scratch. There was a brand that was created that I just worked on top of. So I did public relations. I did my certificate in public relations. I did my national diploma in public relations. I then went to Kingsway campus and I did my honors degree in communications and media studies. But at the end of the day, your qualification is just a piece of paper. If you are not going to utilize what you have learned throughout your degree. And that's all I know. Throughout my degree, I was using the power of public relations and marketing. I wasn't just using it to be known. I was using it to make a difference and to position myself. So I entered the SRC and I was contesting SASCO. Well, how many people are SASCO? <laughs> Take a good look at me. 
everyone is a SASCO member, then give me a round of applause. Now, I contested SASCO, and I spent 250 rands on that communications campaign. I got an old t-shirt, a very nice white t-shirt at home. I took the cutest photo of myself. Obviously, I knew my target audience. <laughs> and the guys are looking at me like, And I, I used Prestics. Do you guys know Prestics? I couldn't, I, I couldn't afford to have an embedded image of myself because I only had 250 rand. So I went and I, 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 I printed a photo of myself and I used Bostik and I pasted it here and I said, I said, vote, social and welfare officer. I did the same at the back. And I promised students three things. And all the three things that I promised, you're currently enjoying now. Bunting Road was a public road. I don't know if you've got BC residences here. But to get to campus from BC, you had to walk down the SABC down Henley Avenue into Bunting Road. Now there's a road from BC to campus. You don't have to go on the road, am I right? So there's a lot of people who may have gotten robbed, but that didn't happen because of the person who's speaking to you right now. Now, the moral of that is that it is one thing to position yourself and to become popular and being voted into the SRC and getting the status that comes with that and enjoying the benefits that come with that. But it is another thing to actually deliver what I have promised. And that is the part of marketing, public relations, and reputation management that a lot of people just don't understand. Your reputation is not only built on what you say. Your reputation is also built on what you do. Because I can promise you the moon and the stars. But if I don't deliver them, then my reputation will be worse than before I spoke to you. Am I right? Yes. Are you guys depressed? <laughs> you don't have to be in the SRC, by the way, to become a great public relations professional. I mean, you can also do community work. And then I started to write articles for newspapers for free while I was a national diploma student. Now, I studied public relations and then I wrote articles for newspapers, which means that 
I now built a personal relationship with the editors, with the readers, and I now understood journalistic principles. There's a teacher here by the name of Mr. Mabada. I mean, he's not as sexy as me, but he's got... There's a teacher by the name of, well, she's not here anymore, Mr. Bindo. There's Mr. Malinga. Mr. Malinga sounds like he's the popular one. <laughs> There's Ms. Bienega, the HOG. Okay, she's the popular one. One of these teachers, I cannot remember which lecturer this one, but one of these lecturers said, you know, the difference between a good public relations professional and a great public relations professional is the ability to know what is newsworthy and the ability to write a newsworthy piece. Because there were so many public relations professionals graduating who did not know how to write, who did not understand what is newsworthy. You have to understand your target audience in order to cater for them. Am I right? If a girl likes a guy with a six pack, you know your target audience is a girl. You know to cater for her, you need a six pack. So go get your six pack. And that's what I did. I went and got my six pack. I went and wrote for the media. I went and built those networks. I went and built my profile. So by the time I graduated, it was very difficult to compete with me in the job market. I'll confidently stand here and say it was close to impossible to compete with me in the job market. They say knowledge is information, but intelligence is the ability to use the information to your advantage. Knowledge is information. Intelligence is the ability to use the information to your, to your. So it was one thing for me to have the knowledge, but it was another for me to use it to my advantage. And that is one thing that you need to realize is very important as you continue on your journey. So, positioning is very important. Do you guys deal with positioning in whatever you study? Do you deal with brand positioning? Do you deal with it? Do you understand the concept of breaking through the clutter? Do you understand it? Do you understand it? Now, the economic freedom fighters. <laughs> they were in parliament. Um, and, and today they went, I was on ENCA now, so I know you guys think maybe there's a problem with my skin. I actually, just came from a shoot now. 
And they went to Parliament in overalls. And the ladies were wearing aprons, looking like maids, right? And it was a big joke. I mean, there are people who are still cracking up right now. But that is called brand positioning. That is called breaking through the clutter, which is what I was doing while I was studying. Positioning myself and breaking through the clutter. So that when I apply for that job, it becomes very difficult for you to compete with it. Now, I'm currently, I mean, they said I'm under the age of 30. I mean, I could be 21. I'm not 21, I'm 29. And to be listed as one of Forbes magazine's top 30 African entrepreneurs under the age of 30 is a manner of brand positioning. It's a way to position myself. So when I go and pitch to that client and I say, well, we're the leading reputation management company in the country, they can ask me, how do you qualify that? Now, somebody else will say, hey, well, hey, we write nice press releases, <laughs> uh, we, wear, we wear overalls in Parliament, we've got swag, and I will just say to them, well, I'm one of Forbes magazine's top 30 African entrepreneurs under the age of 30. So that's, that's brand positioning. Who that Nelson Mandela? I always ask this question, and people laugh at me when I ask this question. How many of you know that Nelson Mandela? Raise your hands. It's a, it sounds like a joke, but how many of you know that Nelson Mandela? Raise your hands. That's about half of you, right? Now I'm going to ask you a question. Since you say you know that Nelson Mandela, when Nelson Mandela left the Eastern Cape to come to Joburg, and he went to stay. He didn't go directly to Alexandria Township, but at some point, he lived in Alexandria Township. Please, out of those people who say that they know him, tell me, who was that girl in Alexandria Township that Dr. Nelson Mandela had a crush on? Do you know her? What's her name? What's her name? Because you know, you said you know him. Maybe you may not have met him, but I expected you to read his book. What was the name of that lady? That hot lady with swag. You don't know. Her name is Didi. Well done. Now, how many of you knew that Utata Nelson Mandela used to walk from Alexandra Township to Johannesburg CBD each and every day for five years wearing the same suit. How many of you know that he walked in the same suit and worked in the same suit each and every day until there were more patches on the suit than there were suit? Are you a corporate audience? <laughs> How many of you know that? 
Now we're talking about breaking through the clutter and brand position. 27 years in prison, some of it under house arrest, going from Eastern Cape to Joburg, becoming a security clerk at a mine, living in Alexandria Townships where some of us would never be able to live, wearing the same suit for five years non-stop, walking from Alexandria Township to Johannesburg, because he had a mission and a purpose and he had a goal to achieve. If we're talking about brand position, Nelson Mandela never went to a press conference and said, uh, well, I went from Eastern Cape, I went to Alexandra, and I walked from Alexandra to Johannesburg for five years. <laughs> He doesn't have to do that. He never spoke about the fact that he was in prison for 27 years. It is because his actions spoke louder than his words. We're talking about brand positions. It's about what you do. The EFF did not say a word today. All they did was rock up to parliament in overalls and improvs. It sends out a message, it positions them because their actions speak louder than their words. But this is not to say that you shouldn't have any words because words are there to amplify your actions, right? So if you're going to learn from my example, think about, think about the SRC that I entered at UJ. Think about the articles I wrote. Think about on the 19th of February 2010, while I was still a student at the University of Johannesburg. The editorial of the Soweto named me one of South Africa's leading thinkers. It made it even more difficult to compete with me in the market. Think about the fact that now I was invited to participate in Barack Obama's Washington Fellowship for Young African Leaders. Now, if you think about all of that, Now think about trying to compete with me when we are pitching for the same client. Think about that. It's the, same, it's the same thing. It's the same thing as competing with someone who is highly competitive. It's not the same as competing with Dr. Mandela. But these are the things that you need to think about as you are building your own brand. There are so many things I didn't mention. I didn't mention the fact that at some point I was the deputy editor of the UG Observer. Because there's so many things that I did at that time. I wasn't even thinking about positioning myself. I was just thinking about getting the work done. 
So what can you do to position yourself strategically? Let's talk about networking for one second. I want you to learn from this invitation I got from the State Department in the US to participate in Barack Obama's Washington Fellowship for Young African Leaders. There are 46 other South Africans, amazing young South Africans, who were invited. Now there was an event just like this at the house of the US ambassador to South Africa. And they were talking to us about the importance of remaining humble. The importance of understanding that there's nothing special about you. That you should treat this as a privilege because somebody else could be sitting there in your place. And then in the middle of the speech, the US ambassador said, oh, by the way, there's the CEO of Ford and there's the president of uh, American Express in the audience. And everybody turned, looked, noted them, and continued. This was very recent. Now when we left that venue, there was nobody out of that 46 great, dynamic, young African leaders who got the business cards of either of those gentlemen, except me. Isn't that interesting? Let me tell you something. I said to you, knowledge is just information, but intelligence is the ability to use the information to your advantage. All of us are going to go to the States, but not all of us are going to benefit in the same way. All of you might have a chance to speak to Gerald Kirk and I, but not all of you are going to walk away with all of our email addresses and our numbers. Please don't. <laughs> I don't want to give anyone any business card. <laughs> I don't even have a business card. <laughs> Maybe you'll get a follow back on Twitter. No. <laughs> now, I, I don't want you to forget the importance of brand position. I'm sure you, I mean, I went up to the CEO of Ford. I spoke to the guy from American Express. There was nothing that came out of that. So I failed. And then I spoke to the CEO and president of Ford. Asked him about his interests. I didn't tell him what I do at first. Asked him what he's interested in. Asked him about the business climate in South Africa. He told me how people are striking. He has to go back to the United States and they tell him, you know what, maybe we should just shut down that plant. It's not profitable. And how he has to beg and plead for them to go back to the negotiation table. Interesting. And then I asked him, I said, you know, I actually want to find out what book are you reading? And he was a bit surprised. He was like, 
gave me the name of the book and I said, what book would you recommend to me? Because I don't have a public relations agency. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a CEO just like you. What can I learn from you? So that was the introduction at the end of the conversation. And he said, well, I'm reading the American icon. He, he didn't remember the author, but he remembered the name. And he's also reading a book called Reverse Innovation. I said, that's interesting. You know why? Because we're going to tweet about that today. You see, I run the biggest reading initiative in Africa. It's called Read a Book Essay. We've got over 30,000 followers. And I think my followers would be interested in finding out more about you and what you read. And then he looked at me and said, send me an email. So I didn't force the business card out of his pocket. I didn't send him a tweet asking him to follow me back. <laughs> I didn't tell him, oh, hey, you know, hey, I'm striking you, know? you know, I'm on the fourth list, but I don't have a tender. I didn't go up to him and say, you know, I'm Devil Holy I'm on the fourth list, I'm going to be meeting Barack Obama soon, you know, I'm running the biggest reading initiative in Africa, give me a business card. <laughs> I went up to him as a human being, showed interest as a human being, and he gave me the interest back as a human being. You're dealing with people. So show genuine interest in the person. And if you genuinely think that there's something that you guys can work on, then ask to proceed. But that is not networking, by the way. What I did was not networking. Networking is building mutually beneficial relationships. I did not network with him, I just got his business card. I just broke the ice. So you need to understand that. Do you understand that? Yes. Cool. Now, the importance of marketing and communications is that organizations need to get their messages out there. And sometimes you'll find that you don't have the resources to do it the way that you'd like to do it. So you need to maximize on the resources that you have. Some companies don't understand the importance of marketing and PR. Actually, most companies don't understand the importance of marketing and PR. So you're dealing with scarce resources and a little bit of ignorance from the executives of companies. So it's very important for you to position yourself clearly. Position yourself clearly. What is the significance of running the biggest book club in Africa. That's what I had to ask myself. What is the significance of that for a, a public relations agency? Well, the significance is that it shows that you are an expert in terms of social media management. If you can get 30,000 people to follow a book club, then what could you do with this big budget that we're going to give you? 
So we concentrated on the education sector. We positioned ourselves in that sector. We also used social media and digital media. And when companies now think about their educational programs or running a social media campaign, the first people they call is, one of them is us, Ditseho Media. Because we've proven that we're one of the best in the business. So you need to strategically position yourself in a relevant industry. And another thing that's very important is you need to use the various media strategically. Gone are those days where you just know how to write a press release with a catchy first line and you send it out. Now is the time for content development. Now is the time for the integration of the various media similar to what Gareth Cliff is doing currently. You integrate the various media. So if you're having a press conference, you're tweeting about it. You're videotaping it. You're uploading the video on YouTube. In fact, some companies even have a Google Hangout session where you can actually view it live. You write the press release. You send out the press release. You follow up with the media. So now you are integrating various platforms in order to maximize the communications of your message. A lot of us have interesting stories, and some of you are in the workplace, and others, when you get to the workplace, you'll realize that there's this fight between advertising and public relations. There's a fight between selling your product and providing content. You're going to come across this where you send a press release out and they say, no, that's, that's advertising. You're also going to come across a situation where it might not be advertising, but they're just not interested in your story. Which goes back to my point of knowledge is information, intelligence, is the ability to use the information to your advantage. You have to understand the media that you're sending it to. If you don't understand the media that you're sending it to, you're killing your credibility just by sending that information to them. A journalist who writes about the aviation industry is not going to be interested in your health story. A business writer is not going to be interested in your story about sports. So if you want to build a good reputation, understand your target audience and cater for them. So today I was talking about the EFF. To be quite honest, I would have loved to be talking about what I'm planning to do when I get to the United States of America next month. But that's not what they're interested in hearing about right now. They want to hear about EFF and EFF's brand positioning. And the other day I was talking about social media and the elections. So I had to speak about it and analyze it and, 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 and 
and explain to them what are the next trends that we're expecting. So it's content development versus simply selling your product. Okay. So I just want to close and say to you that it is not necessarily what you do that makes the impact. It's not what you know that's going to take you to the next level. But it's what you do with what you know that's going to take you to the next level. I wish you guys all the best. Thank you very much for having me.